The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. back everybody to wrestling omakase it is episode number 180 and this week i am very pleased to be joined by a returning guest hello quinlan hi <laughs> how you been uh i've been okay i guess not really but <laughs> yeah well as best as you can be you yeah know, on certain times yeah i mean normally normally when you and i do the show we're at the same location uh, yeah, but we can't really do that right now because uh, we've done it digitally before, but only once or twice, or maybe only once. But yeah, what was the one we did digitally? I don't even remember. I think it was after the the last New Japan tour in America because there was a oh, Sunday show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just didn't have time to record until like the next day when we were both in separate states. So back back when there were New back Japan when shows, there were shows, yeah, in America. Yeah. Back when I couldn't wait for that MSG show that never came uh but yeah that i hope one day will one day but yeah mm. things are things are kind 2025. of 25 <laughs> things are kind of bad right now and uh even here in the northeast we're fine now uh, the word kind of yeah well they're still not that bad in new york it's still it's really bad in new jersey yeah. where you are uh, that's really sad yeah. yeah uh but yeah i mean like you know i think we're still below three percent positive and you guys are at like seven well, or something your numbers are even better if you if if tomorrow Staten Island sunk into the sea, but the numbers <laughs> would go way up. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, things are pretty bad nationwide in America right now, but, uh, you yeah. know, not that I want to dwell on that and, you know, uh, take, take, hopefully this people use this as an escape, but, you know, just saying why we're not like, you know, normal times. I think the two of you, two of us would have watched today's show together. Yeah. And well, you know what? Things aren't that bad because people were sitting next to each other. 
Japan. <laughs> Their numbers actually have gone up a little bit. Yeah, lately. I know. Because I, I looked it up, and they have gone up. But so far, they haven't traced any, like, outbreaks to any New Japan shows. So I think that's why they're... Yeah. So far, New Japan hasn't caused. And if you've been paying attention, wrestling companies in uh, America, they've been kind of having a, a little bit of outbreaks here and there. Uh, I think WWE is up to three. Uh, and AEW hasn't had really an outfit. They've just had some people test positive outside the company. But uh, New Japan's been pretty safe. And it just it nearly like set me flying on my chair when I saw people in a building sitting next to each other. It was like so shocking. It's like, holy fuck. We could yeah. do that again one day? Is that possible? <laughs> Can we achieve that, 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 that goal in, here in America of having people sitting next to each other? Well, I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe maybe one day when the next president isn't a man where the the J in Donald Trump stands for genius, yeah. according to his supporters. Or, <laughs> I mean... or people tell me, you know, uh, do you really expect Biden to handle it better? And I'm like, well, when it comes to Biden, Trump, one caught Corona, the other didn't. So yeah, I, I do. Also, I what do. a fucking question. Do you really expect uh, Biden to handle it better? He really couldn't handle any fucking worse. Nope. I mean, <laughs> we do have the highest death rate of the entire world from this. It's virus. like wow. I know people say per capita they covered it up in other countries. I don't know. It's like you really, uh, really, really left him a high bar here. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to reach here for Biden. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it, everything's bad here, but we got wrestling to talk mm-hmm. about. Thankfully, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, a good show. I would say not like a amazing show, but like a pretty good show with a really good main event. So. I really yeah. felt the show would, like, drag for me, but it did move fast, even though it was, like, three and a half hours. I saw that length, and I was like, oh, man. But then it was, like, it, it like, felt a lot quicker than it was. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, man, I only have two matches left. All the, all the matches were pretty quick, especially the early ones, which were really, really short. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll get to that, you know? Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know, I guess you're all doing as good as we can be. And people enjoy, you ha- enjoy when I have you on because I guess – they enjoy our chemistry as friends for the last, like, what, 17 years or something? Yeah, so, uh, going through a lot of wrestling uh, uh, tastes, or what would you use the term? Uh, we have, like, an obsession with a type of wrestling for a while. We went to Ring of Honor a bunch of times, went to Evolve, went to Chikara. Evolve? When did we go to Evolve? Well, we only went to a couple of Evolve shows. There was a time we were going to, like, every WWE show in the area back before they were, like, you know, bad. Yeah. Uh, how long I did we? we only went to a couple of I don't know. You suddenly sound really. You sound far away all of a sudden. We only went to a couple evolve shows. Okay. I was just muttering there because okay. I'm thinking. Yeah, we didn't really go to many evolve. The WWE shows we went to. Like what I made. I made a list of just the pay per views. It's actually a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We went to a lot uh, of. We, we they, went to a Rumble. We went to a Mania, a Survivor Series, a SummerSlam, and multiple other pay per views. Yeah. Some of them are really bad. That remember that No Mercy at uh yeah. at I actually didn't hate that that much. That, that show like fun to me. I don't know. Really, that show fucking sucked. I think it was no. I think if I had watched it at home, I would have been like, "This sucks." But being in this crowd where like the building, I I don't remember the building being that full. Like uh, and everyone around us weren't really making that much noise. I don't remember. It was just us like cheering for all the heels. Or I, I remember like I mean, we really we, yeah. So I was gonna bring that up. We loved Dupree and Suzuki uh, against Paul. They were they were up against Paul London, I think. And oh no, not Paul no, London. No, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. And we were like cheering our asses off 
for Dupree and Suzuki. They were already doing the song gimmick at that point, right? Yeah, that's where yeah. he sang like an American song before the yeah. match. And like cheer my ass up for Spike Dudley against Nunzio and and uh, I don't even, uh, I think Luth- Roman Reigns older brother Luther Reigns <laughs> versus uh, Eddie Guerrero I don't see the family resemblance but uh, you know. the uh, the fucking Undertaker I I just remember that Undertaker Mr Anderson was that was no that? it was JBL oh, JBL right <laughs> Undertaker and JBL that fucking uh, With the last big push <laughs> the last drive match. Do you remember who cost Undertaker the match to get a big push at it was that Heidenreich, point? Heidenreich, right? Yes, Heidenreich came out and cost Undertaker the match. <laughs> that you know, was, that was, yeah. and, and murdered him, drove the car into a wall with Undertaker still in it. <laughs> okay, I forgot about That's that. That's how it should have ended. And then Jimmy got in the ring and told us we all sucked. And they are like, have fun going home, everybody. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> saw Hero get murdered, and then the champion came in and told us we suck. And now... <laughs> But I was like, well, John Cena won, so he won his U.S. title back, so everything's nice. And then, like, two days later, he lost it to Carlito in his debut and then got stabbed as an explanation <laughs> for him leaving. He got stabbed in a club. By, by uh, Bull Buchanan, right? By, no, by Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. What a, what a trip 2004 SmackDown is. Well, was, uh, oh, yeah. Late 2004. Yeah. yeah. It was like. I think that was my first ever pay-per-view live. Oh my god! Never been, I'm sorry. I've been to Raws and Smackdowns. I never been, to, and we went to Raw the next night. I think didn't we? Did we? In MSG. Probably. That was when to start the feud between Kane and Snitsky because Snitsky killed his baby or something. <laughs> the next night, that was some interesting storylines at that time. Yeah, the first pay-per-view I ever went to was WrestleMania 10. So. Oh yeah, you probably don't, don't remember that. I don't even remember it. No, no, not really. The first one I really remember is. Uh, SummerSlam '97. So, but yeah, I, what was I? What were we talking about? I guess just all the shows you went to. What's the, the yeah. last every paper you went to? Was that that's one in Long Island, right? With like Edge and Triple. I want to say that's the last pay per view we went to. Yeah, and I think Shawn Michaels and um and Jericho. Yeah, I think it was on it too. So I think been like... that's the last, unless Survivors. What the Survivor Series we went to in Philly? That was 06. That was way. Early. That was 06. And yeah. if this was 07, yeah, that probably is the last pay per view we went to. I, well, I thought this was. I, think... I thought this was 08. I think. Oh, this might have even. Been yeah, because we went to I Summer. Remember. I think we went to SummerSlam 07. Oh, with Orton. Yeah, uh, Orton Cena. Yeah. And then I think this was like June or July 08. I don't. I don't remember what show it was. Like Night of Champions or something. Maybe. Yeah, some one of those or Unforgiven or yeah. something like that. And then. We went to like a SmackDown at the end of 08, and that was the last show you went to, I think. Last WWE show you went to. Yeah, because oh, and I've I, been to two since then. Because by the time you get to 09, like, like oh, yeah, 09 is like the year where I I really watched almost no wrestling. Thinking about it, and then yeah. like, and then like 2010, we started getting really into Chikara. I went to all those like BDK era Chikara shows. Um. And I guess that would be like the last time we went to a ton of live wrestling, right? I guess. Yeah. I went I mean, to like a random Raw in Long Island in 2013 because my cousin got me a free ticket. He had an extra ticket. And then I went to an NXT show in New Jersey like a year and a half to two years ago, I think. And that was like, it was like the night before TakeOver. And that's the last WWE type show I've been to. Yeah. Just those two. And and the Raw was, was not that good, but... The only thing I really remember about it is it was in Nassau Coliseum and Dolph Ziegler came out in a New York Islanders jersey to get, you know, cheered and the fans started chanting, let's go Rangers. And I was like, well, 
uh, and to get heat, Damien, I think he was facing Damien Sandow, like a straight fight. Damien Sandow did the elbow of disdain on the long, on the Islanders jersey. Uh, I don't think he got as much heat as he expected, but was that like the look? I just remember the look of disgust on his face as he looked down at the jersey before delivering the elbow of disdain. <laughs> the elbow of disdain. Where, where, what was that like the three hour era or no? I can't remember if it was a three hour show. I don't think it was, but it might have been. When did three hour I don't rock think... start? I wonder if I can find. When did Monday Night Raw go to three hours? Uh, WWE Raw. I think it was, buddy. I think it looks okay. like it looks like it went to. It looks like it went to three hours in twenty twelve. Then it was a three hour show, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just trying to figure. I'm seeing this here. Uh, yeah, on, on July twenty third, twenty twelve, Raw aired its one thousand episode, which also began its permanent three hour format. So yeah, I mean that that was the thing where it's like why I would even if I even if I didn't hate WWE, I you know I I just can't even imagine sitting through a three hour Raw. It just sounds awful. But yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just way too fucking long. But it's longer than their pay per views most of the time. I, I, why? Yeah, I mean those pay per views are pretty short now, right? Uh, most of them are usually like two and a half hours. I think Hell in a Cell was three hours though. Okay. I don't yeah, I haven't. That's probably all of it. I really haven't watched much of anything from them this year, so. Yeah. But uh. It's better I, than last year so far, I guess. But that's. I, is it really? Much. Well, last year that fucking had some of the worst. Uh, the, the fiend's reign of terror. I mean, it hasn't been as bad this year as it was last year. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I guess there has none of the Hell in a Cell matches this year ended in a disqualification. <laughs> That's true. That. Because a man wasn't being himself. <laughs> this is not you, sir. Uh, therapist. Let him... <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I have to say. So the classic closed caption as the show ends: "Fans boo." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, before we get to the show we're actually to talk about, which is the New Japan Best of Super Junior 27 slash World Tag League 2020 kickoff show, just want to get a quick plug in for the Patreon. Uh, we'll be covering both these tournaments along with the DBT uh, DO Grand Prix uh, throughout the month of November into the month of December on the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash wrestling omakase. Uh, you can sign up now for only five dollars. Uh, there's a ton of stuff on there. There's a great preview I did uh, with Jamie from the Dramatic DDT website, uh, who knows DDT better than anybody. Uh, that went up on this past Friday, and he and I previewed the DO for over an hour. Uh, we looked at all 20 competitors, or all 18 competitors, I think, actually. Uh, whatever, no, 14. I'll get it eventually. All 14 competitors. Uh, we looked at all the shows. We, we put down whichever, you know, which shows look better and look, which shows look a little more, like, skippable. So if you're not looking to watch all of it, we can recommend some shows maybe to skip. Um, but we go through all the competitors in, in pretty great detail. Uh, so that's on the Patreon right now for you to listen to. And then starting tomorrow from when I'm recording this, Monday, we will have daily coverage. Uh, so this week you'll get four shows um, on the Patreon. So, World Tag League Night 2 tomorrow, on Monday, uh, Best of Super Junior Night 2 on Wednesday, World Tag League Night 3 on Thursday, and Best of Super Junior Night 3 on Friday. So, those those last two especially are pretty big shows, because those are both Corkin shows. Uh, so, those that should be a lot of fun. 
Um, and again, that'll only be on the Patreon. So if you want to hear my thoughts on any of those shows, only on the Patreon. If you want to hear you know, us follow along with all the shows, only on the Patreon. Uh, we will be back next week on the regular feed to do you know, a couple shows. But for the most part, all the audio coverage of these tournaments, along with the DO, will only be on the Patreon. So, patreon.com slash wrestlingomikaze. You get all of that for five bucks. You get um, all the other shows I've done recently, which are mostly these patron-submitted matches where we covered all sorts of stuff. We did a, we just did Yuji Nagata versus Katsuyori Shibata from 2016, which was an awesome match. Um, we did the um, debut match of Kari Hojo slash Kari Sane uh, in Stardom back in 2012, which was, you know, you could see how good she was going to be right from that debut match. Um, we did a match from the original UWF, or actually, no, the second UWF, uh, in 1989, which was a lot of fun. So, very different style of wrestling. So, if any of that sounds fun, which it all was, honestly, you can check it out on the Patreon right now. Uh, along with all sorts of other stuff, you know, if you've never been a subscriber, we have series up there, um, you know, covering every Okada Tanahashi match in order, every Naito versus Tomiho Ishii match in order, uh, we cover not just each match, but also, uh, you know, all the stuff they were doing in between each match. So basically, you know, kind of like an oral history of each guy in New Japan, which I know people really seem to have liked. So if you've never subscribed, all that's up there right now. You pay your five bucks and you can download all of it and, you know, and go through it, which I see people do all the time. I see like newer subscribers going through all, all this old stuff. So, you know, definitely check that out. Uh, and like I said, it's at patreon.com slash wrestling omakase okay let's get into the show here which was from earlier today november 15th at the aichi prefectural gymnasium the combined night one uh for the best of super junior and the world tag league now if you're not up on the schedule here the they're only doing two nights like this so this night the night one for both leagues is you know 10 matches five from each uh going forward they'll be split so it'll be, you know, World Tag League, then BOSJ, then World Tag League, then BOSJ, all the way till the end. Um, the last night for both, the Night 9 will be the Double Night 9 on December 6th in Fukuoka. So they will do one more night like this for all 10 matches, but for the most part, they'll be split up. Um, you said it at the start, but I really was surprised by how, like, fast this show went and how much it blew by. I think just doing so many shorter matches, especially on the undercard, really helped with that. But I thought this was a really enjoyable show. I do have one question. I, I did never figured this out. When are they doing the finals? Are they doing both finals on the same show? Yeah, it's at, the, it's at Nippon Budokan. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so I wonder what I think. I mean, I guess it depends on who makes it to the finals, but I'm... I, what would be the main event? You think the best super juniors, or I, I would I hope think that should be the main event. Depending yeah. on, I mean, assuming Hiromu is one of the two finalists, and I think he has to be, then that should definitely be the main event. I don't, but I agree. Uh, I, I guess, guess we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, but yeah, this show blew by. I thought. Yeah. No, it went back really quick. Yeah. Uh, so the opener was the World Tag League. So the the best super junior did main event this show. Uh, the opener was Ishii and Yano defeating Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale in only five, five, five yeah, 5.35. Uh, Yano pinned Fale. Um, well, did he? That was very, I was like, so who's pinning, is he pinned Fale with Chase? And I was like, yeah, uh, we can go through it. Confusing. But, uh, okay. so Fale's been gone for a long time, but he's still right. going after the poor ring announcer. I guess nobody told him that's evil's job now. 
Uh, maybe that will start a feud. I don't know. <laughs> Has Folly declared which side of the Bullet Club he he uh, falls in with? Uh, I, I, maybe he, I haven't seen the promos from today. Maybe yeah, I guess like, so. Maybe we'll see what he says. By the way, we didn't mention this. I, I meant to mention this before. Quentin, do you still like New Japan? Yeah, why? Uh, apparently, we're the last... This is the last podcast on this network that still likes New Japan. So. Oh, why? Why don't they like New Japan? <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the Voice Wrestling flagship, if people didn't hear it this past week, they fucking like buried it like way harder than I thought they were going to. So I don't know for what. They're, well, people are very mad about the um, the Ibushi Naito white booking at the Tokyo Dome, which I I kind of don't disagree. I think that was kind of stupid. But like, what do you mean? What about it? That. Well, that, that Jay White beat Ibushi for the briefcase, and now Naito just basically says, hey, I still want to fight face Ibushi, and despite the fact that the New Japan never listens to Naito on anything, because he's been saying he wants to defend the belt separately all year, too. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're doing with that. They're but... just like, okay. So, so Ibushi, it, I don't know, it just kind of makes the whole thing feel cheap it, to me. It, it would make more sense if Naito and Ibushi had met in the G1 and Ibushi had pinned him yeah. or something on top of that. But, yeah, I remember think when when I saw all that happen, basically when I saw Ibushi running out to attack Jay White when he interfered in the main event, I was like, oh, okay, well, that feud's not over with. They wouldn't have done this. if. Yeah. So I guess, so I immediately thought Ibushi's probably going to, Naito's probably going to say, hey, I still want to fight Ibushi on night one. And then I'm assuming Ibushi beats him and then, Faces Jay White on night I two. I agree, but, but it makes it also makes it too obvious that Abushi's winning. I think. Yeah, I do. But look, I agree look, with that too. But, but maybe he won't. And, but then <laughs> I'm gonna feel really fucking bad for Abushi. But yes, uh, I'm, so, but I mean, I, I agree that booking's kind of stupid. But they went like really far with it and like really just kind of buried the the, the entire year. And like, yeah. I don't know. I I I still think, I'm not that angry though. But yeah. I still think this year's been good. I don't know. Is that yeah. is that really that crazy? But. I mean, I like most of what they've done, but uh, I mean, they still they still are to me like the most consistently enjoyable promotion. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's like if you really really like like if if people really think I don't know like people really love AEW, but like I I just mm. can't, I, like they do they to Good, me but... the AEW stuff that's stupid is way stupider than New Japan stuff. Like I don't ever need to see people doing Broadway musicals. In the middle of a wrestling show. Yeah, well, that was whatever it was. I, I think some of their feuds have been uh, not the best booked. Some of them have been really good. Some of them have been like, uh, "What do you guys do?" Like the Young Bucks FTR feud the whole time. I was like, "So both these guys are heels. So why do I? Who, who am I cheering for here?" And. Oh, I think that Broadway musical thing. If there's anyone left thinking well, this company is going to be the you know the sports company of wrestling, where they just do wrestling, well, obviously they're not. They're they're doing that sports entertainment too, and don't lie to yourself that they're not. Yeah. With that kind of stuff, they're bring, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's there, but that's fine. I mean, that's fine. It's I, not what I, don't I like. It. It's not what I like. But so. it's not what everyone like. I'm fine, but just don't try to tell me that they're like the pure sports wrestling company when they have their wacky stuff too, which is you know. Which is fine in wrestling. Wrestling can be wacky, but just don't tell me you're going to be like hard hit or something when you're obviously not. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The point is, I guess I, 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 if people want, I guess a another side of the coin of if they heard that flagship segment this week, I still think New Japan's had a really good year. Maybe really good's too strong. Maybe just good. But I, I think considering what 
the world is like and the hand they were dealt, I, I think they've had a really good year. I agree. And here's that's the other thing. It's like I, I keep even people and they said this on the air. So I have to say, even when people say that, you you know, oh, COVID is a factor and the crowds are a factor. I think they're way underrating how big of a factor it is because before COVID, New Japan had undisputably the hottest crowds on earth. I mean, I don't think that's even an argument, honestly. They, th- these crowds were, just went crazy for everything, especially Corican, especially Tokyo. And, you know, so they had a way bigger... Now they have these clap crowd rules, which, by the way, uh, apparently that's a great idea because they've had no fucking, uh, you know, break... They've had no outbreaks, like we said earlier. So, yep. I mean, apparently this is what you should be doing. But it is obviously going to affect, you know, the the viewing product. And... You know, I think it's an even bigger drop off to people. Like something like that power struggle main event with all those run ins and stuff. I honestly, like, truly believe that would not have come off as badly to some people if you had the crowd going nuts, which they would have been going nuts before COVID. So, yeah. I don't know. I just think people really underrate, even when they say they're taking that into an account. Into account, I really think they underrate just how big of a gap there is between going from the hottest crowds in wrestling to only being able to clap. I mean, it doesn't affect, it, it doesn't come off, it doesn't like affect other promotions nearly as much. If you look at like a, I mean, I love Noah and I love DET. I think they're having great years too, but like both those companies did not have super hot crowds to begin with. So going from, you know, crowds that weren't super hot to crowds that can only clap is just not the same thing as going from the hottest crowds in the world to, crowds that can only clap that makes sense right yeah so i think people i think people underrate how big of an impact that has and you know i I mean i guess we won't know for sure until you know hopefully these crowds can start making real noise again next year because you know japan did pre-purchase the same vaccine as uh as we did so i hopefully and i and i bet they'll have a lot easier time convincing people getting people to take it (laughs) but uh you know <laughs> I know, I know, uh, but yes. So that, I just wanted to point that out because you know that that flagship segment. I mean, I I agree with some of it, like the booking for the Wrestle Kingdom stuff. I do think has gotten convoluted, and you know, two years and, in a row. And I'm afraid they're going to have to find a new wacky way to defend the world title on two nights, like every year now. Yeah, exactly. Which they got to figure out something where there's another where one night is the IC title and the other night is the world and there's some other thing to determine the number one. I don't know. But the, the, the final wacky way of booking the champion facing two challengers each night, one the G1, one your one, someone else, that's that's going to get kind of crazy. So well, already, gotta, I think it already has. Yeah, but so, first they got to separate those fucking belts. Yeah. I don't know when they're going to do so, that. So but. those are, I think those are all valid complaints, but I just don't think the year has been that bad. I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing in this year that... I think is nearly as stupid as that Bullet Club Civil War in 2018. So yeah, that you know, there's nothing here where like you know that a storyline's been built up all year long and like comes to a fucking wet fart of an ending because I don't think Jay uh, White is going to turn on Evil on Twitter and then just never have a match. <laughs> um, he's not going to announce. He's not going to announce on a boat that he yeah. is no longer a member and then yeah, they never wrestle and they just leave. I don't think that's going to happen. So. Uh, but yes, as far as let's see, this match goes. I guess as we were talking about the opener, uh, this is pretty bad. I thought this was the only match on the show that I didn't like. 
I actually um, didn't mind it. I thought, I mean, it's only it was only five minutes long and is a tag match, but I thought. Fowler looked like he was moving a little bit faster than he did before he left. I remember he got really slow and kind of bad last time, but maybe it was just this. Maybe I'll see when he is in a longer match. But he seemed to be moving a little quicker than me. Like he's improved a little bit, but it could be like well, I shouldn't say he's back to his old self. Is he a D? Like like he had gone down. Like he used to be pretty good for like a big guy and could have some good matches. Then all of a sudden he he lost weight and got worse. And got slower and more sloppy, and he seemed to be okay here. But I guess we'll see. I, I had low expectations going into this. Maybe that's what it was. But. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought like the like for five minutes they managed to pack in a lot of boredom, especially when he and Chase were like beating on Ishii in slow motion. Now Ishii and Chase did have a little bit of an exciting sequence with a nice falling lariat from Chase and a big German suplex from Ishii. Uh, so, you know, that was, like, the only highlight of the match. But the ending was so fucking stupid. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... so, the en- like, I took points off for that because, like, <laughs> so so Yano and Fowler get tagged in. Yano immediately rakes his eyes. He takes off the turnbuckle pad. He tries to body slam Fale for some reason. Why, why would he do that? He's usually a smart, like, trickster kind of guy. And so he's like, I'm going to slam Fale. Fale. Okay. Uh, doesn't go well for him. He tries a second time. Fale reverses into his own slam. Ishii tries to come in, but Fale sends him into the exposed corner. We get the five-minute call. Fale accidentally uh, crushes his own partner, Chase, in the corner. Ishii and Yano, like, send him into the corner a second time. Uh, Yano tries to slam him again. Fale reverses into his own slam. Ishii comes and knocks Yano down on top of Fale. Yano covers Fale... And then Chase comes in, misses a big splash, and splashes his own partner. And then Yano kind of just piles on top of both for the pin. A very goofy ending that looked pretty stupid. I mean, I don't, I didn't think this looked cool or funny or anything. I just think it just was a, a like amateur hour ending to me. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you disagree? Uh, it was it was a Yano finish. I, mean, I didn't like, think. No, no, I didn't even think it was as good as the usual Yano finish. I thought it was like much stupider. I yeah, don't know. I mean, I, I did. I was confused. Like, why is the ref counting a pin when he's and why can't Chase just get up and? I, don't know. <laughs> I gave this match one and a half stars. I didn't think it was very good. Uh, not a promising start for the Chase Folly team, but we'll see. Uh, but this is the only bad match on the show, honestly. Uh, what you thought? Something else was bad? Well, yeah, the next one. <laughs> really? I thought this was fun. Okay. I don't understand. Well, let me explain. Oh, first let me say I what mean, it was. So yeah. Master Wato defeats Yuya Uemura in 4-14 with the TTD, the Tenzan, Tenzan Tombstone Driver. Uh, what, why'd you hate this match, buddy? Well, I just... It only went four minutes. Yeah. And if... I'm confused. So if Wato can beat Uemura in four minutes. I don't want to see Uemura having like a competitive fifteen-minute match with like Desperado or Hiromu. I don't want. I mean, it should Buddy, be like you, he gets you realize, two minutes in every match. Wato is getting pushed in this tournament. I hope you realize uh, that. Okay. His last. Uh, do you know who his opponent is in the last night? Who? Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, He'll probably be alive. Okay. He'll probably be alive on the last night. They. They need. He needs like a new gimmick, like okay. like yesterday. I this gimmick screams like dork to me. I I didn't. So they're giving him a push with this. Like this gimmick's fine if he's gonna be just 
an opening match guy that gets pinned in every match, like Captain New Japan or something, but they're going to push him with this gimmick with the blue hair. I haven't met anyone who's like, oh, this gimmick's awesome, star. <laughs> no one has said that to me. Everyone thinks it's stupid. Or they're just like, eh, it's whatever. I think it's but funny. No, I enjoy it. It shouldn't be funny. It should be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're you're hating on poor Master Watto here. They're not pushing him to the to the moon, buddy. I mean, you think he's going to be a competitive junior heavyweight? That's not like the biggest push of all time. I guess. But I don't know. I mean, he's clearly going to get a push in this tournament because and I thought that's why they they had him go out here and beat Uemura pretty quickly. I but yeah, I mean, but Uemura got a lot of offense still. I mean, so Uemura went right at Watto at the bell. Um, you'd honestly think Watto would be a little more prepared. For Young Lion Rush Attack, he was just a Young Lion himself not that long ago. But uh, Uemura, like, puts him right into a Boston Crab. He tried to get the very fast tap out, but Wado was able to make the ropes after his struggle. Um, Wado came back with his nice kicks. Really nice kick combo, I thought. Um, he had a pair of soccer ball kicks for a two count. Um, but yeah, then Uemura tried to hit, like... Um, he tried to catch him. He, well, he did catch him with a real nice counter drop kick. He tried to get him with the double underhook belly to belly. Uh, Watto blocked it, but Uemura hit this big release German. Really sent Watto flying. And then he tried the double underhook belly to belly again. But this time, Watto, like, latched his legs onto Uemura's legs to keep from going over. And then he hits that big, like, side driver thing he does. I don't know what that thing's called. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Where, like, he, he like, hooks the guy's arm and then drops him, like, almost like a powerbomb. Yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. And then he hits the Tenzon Tombstone Driver, and that's the pen. Now, I really liked the idea of Tenzon teaching Watto his own finisher. I mean, he hasn't even used yeah. he hasn't even used the TTD in forever. I don't I can't remember the last time he won a match with it. And it's a pretty cool move. So I think it's a cool alternate finisher for Watto to go along with his top rope thing he does. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a fun little match. It didn't, didn't last long, but I thought Uemura got to show a ton of fire before Watto put him away. Uh, I went three stars on it. I thought it was good. But I guess you didn't like it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to push Watto, then I, uh, good luck, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like I just wish he didn't have blue hair. I What's wrong with the blue hair? It's just I don't, it, uh, I don't know. maybe it'll, maybe it'll work. Maybe we'll get over and I'll look dumb and I'll be like, fine. I, just, I don't hate the gimmick. I just don't see it as something for like a guy you want to push every like, time. Every time you and say, I know, and I know he's really good. I remember him as a young lion. I I know how good he is. I don't I don't hate him. I just hate this weird wacky gimmick they gave him. Every time you say blue hair, like disgusted, I think of uh, I think of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, but then I realize it's green hair. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's, uh, I think so. Seto Kaiba with the green hair and that. Green, and he, he yeah. And he's like, screw the rules, I have green hair. Anyway, no one knows what I'm talking about, so it's fine. Uh, the World Tag League. The mm-hmm. World Tag League 2020. Great Ocon. Jeff and, Cobb. And Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's the ex. Uh, he pins, Tana, they beat Tanahashi and Toa Hanare. Uh, Cobb pins Hanare in only 228. Two minutes, yeah. With the Tour of the Islands. Uh, first of all, I think most people predicted Cobb. Were you surprised? No. Yeah. I, I heard Cobb, yeah. I, do you know what I noticed, too? Okan, they really modified his gear a lot now. So he's no longer... He's wearing the question mark in a way that it's, like, below his eyes instead of covering his entire face, which I think looks a lot better. And, like, mm-hmm. his robe and his tights have changed quite a bit, too. Um, I think they're already basically toning down the, like, Mongolian gimmick, you know? That's what it seems like to me. Like, he, he basically 
just looks a lot more normal now, which I think is a, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a big, it's a good change. I think the, the previous look was a little too goofy to be like a new Japan heel, you know? And I think, I think this look is a lot better, but I don't know if you disagree. No, it's, it's better. I just, I, uh, I thought Tanahashi might win the the World Tag League until I found out who his partner was, and then I was like, eh, probably not. Now looking at this, I'm like, I guess not. So I don't know what they plan on having Tanahashi do. Well, okay, well I he think better not be in a fucking tag match or some bullshit. He, he, he might. He, well, he might be facing Okan. Yeah, I guess. But we'll talk about that in a second. But the mystery partner is indeed Jeff Cobb. Uh, he looked like he was trying to grow an evil goatee. I think, but I don't think it's quite come in yet. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, was a little I, upset about that because I think Cobb is such an awesome baby face. But I, I, I guess he looked good as a heel. He's such a lovable, no, he looked good as a heel, but he's such a lovable guy when he does promos backstage and everything. And uh, I'm going to miss him as a baby face. That's it. I'm sure he'll make a good heel. I'll just miss he, he basically the big old big teddy bear Jeff Cobb who wants everyone to have. He loves to have fun. You know, <laughs> going to be an evil man. Lots of lots of most people hate fun. So yeah, I know. So yeah. he's different. Uh, but yeah, Cobb, Cobb, I thought he looked good here as like this big intense dude. He didn't really even look like, I don't know, he's trying to play it like he's, I guess, the straight face, like gun for hire kind of thing, which I think, I think it's a good look for him. I think it makes sense. But yeah, he like immediately attacked Tanare before, after entering the ring, because he's a bad man now. Uh, you know, Tanahashi and Hanare fought back very briefly. Uh, we got a nice spin kick combo from Hanare. But then he ran right into the scissors kick from Okan, and then Okan tossed Hanare directly into the tour of the islands from Cobb. That was kind of cool. Like he took him yeah. and just like threw him right into it, and then he like put like, it. Is that it? Damn. And then he. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, 
Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. He put his hands behind his back like a badass and while Cobb pinned him. But yeah, it was t- it's tough to write this because it's so short, but you know, just give an average rating of two. It was there to make Cobb look like a badass. And, yeah. You know, I think it worked. Well, the team too, I think. The team yeah. too, like an unstoppable, yeah. Yeah, but I'd give it like the average rating of two and a half, but because there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Uh, and they looked very promising as like a powerhouse heel team. Uh, you know, Hanari showed good fire, but uh, I guess he's back to being a, he, he, all this time he takes to come back and he's losing in two minutes his first match. You have to kind of feel bad for him. Um, afterwards, so now I guess why I think the next match could be, or Tanahashi's wrestling match could be Okan. Uh, Okan grabbed Tanahashi, brought him in the ring. He put his bad leg in a leg hold. Uh, a pair of young lions tried to stop him. Cobb quickly fought them off and Okan grabbed the chair from under the ring and nailed Tanahashi's leg with the chair. So, I don't know. Maybe they're to- maybe they're teasing Tanahashi and Okan as a singles match at the Dome. But they posed over Tanahashi afterwards and then left. So, I mean, might as well. What else is either guy going to do, you know? Yeah, I guess. I think if we didn't have the current circumstances, they'd probably have something else for Tanahashi. But, yeah. like, maybe get someone from maybe these shores but yeah okay yeah i mean what are you gonna do i mean just i'm assuming he's gonna lose because okan has to get a singles win eventually and it's like for tanahashi he can't get a win save his life but, yeah okay. oh that's the, that's the way they're using him right now i don't know yeah. i know you're not happy about it you and you and some other people too including my neck my guest next week i think is also very unhappy about it yeah, uh, i'm considering voting for tanahashi rest of the year and i don't want to do more with them. Well, you can't vote him wrestler of the year. Maybe maybe most outstanding. Why can't I vote him wrestler of the year? You're gonna vote. You're gonna vote him wrestler of the year when he hasn't done anything. He's done things outside <laughs> of you know what I mean. Okay. Remember that that thing he did where he wanted to help all the other companies. Uh, that, I guess that was just so awesome. And yeah, I, I said I'm considering. I didn't say I'm gonna do it. Uh, match number four: Robbie Eagles defeats Doki. And 10.35 with the Iran. First competitive, like, match on the show that, and I I think Doki deserves better. Could them please stop cutting me off before I give the match oh, result okay. and the move. Uh, Robbie Eagles defeats Doki in 10.35 with the Ron Miller special. Now please give me your thoughts, sir. Oh, I just like, I like Doki. I, I like Doki a lot, too. You just keep cutting me off before I can read the, like, I'm trying to give the result, the time, and the, the move. Like they do on the website, and then you can begin talking. That's all. Uh, but yeah, Doki's awesome. Well, you have any more thoughts on Doki? I know every group needs the guy to get pinned, but uh, and Taka's no longer there, so he's the new Taka. But he's better. He's been really good, and I hope he gets some actual wins in this tournament. Maybe 
I mean, last time he was in it, he just beat the Young Lion, and I'm sure he'll do that again. But uh, I think he maybe should get a win over – be one of the pe- – pe- if Wato is, like, in it till the end, one of the people he should lose to, the few losses is probably Doki, I think, would be a good idea. And I think Do- – I, I just hope Doki just doesn't go one and in, in, in eight this year. One and – yeah, one and eight. eight. Yeah. I, I think he should get, like, maybe at least two other wins, but we'll see. Uh, Doki – so oh, Robbie Eagles looked very pumped to be back. Which I'm yeah, really yeah, surprised. Yeah, I uh, guess his team with Osprey is done. Has he so mentioned that at all he has, on Twitter he, or whatever? He just said when the day Osprey turned, he said he was really shocked or something. But yeah, oh, I, I wrote about. I guess you didn't read my best Super Junior preview because I wrote that uh, we don't. We we're not sure. You know which way it's going to go with that. Will he betray Chaos for the Empire? I think the date to circle is when he fights. He fights Show because uh, you know that would be the Chaos versus Chaos match. Maybe you know, maybe that maybe he'll betray, you know, maybe Osprey will run in or something, but uh, you know, I, I I don't think we I don't think we know yet is the thing. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, you couldn't you see him being the Empire's junior every way? I could see it. Yeah, I mean they're gonna need one eventually. Um, but yeah, Doki attacks him for the bell. Uh, Eagles comes back with a really nice uh, arm drag using the ropes and a Rana. And then he hits a kick that sends him to the, sends him to the floor and a really nice tope con hilo. Uh, you know, they fight on the floor for a little bit. Doki tries to use a chair. The ref catches the chair, but uh, Doki shoves him aside and grabs his trusty pipe. And he does, like, this pipe assisted swinging neck breaker on the floor. That was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, some good action here. I actually took a surprising amount of notes here, so I'm trying to go through them really quickly. Uh, you know, so there is that springboard DT that Doki does is awesome. Yeah, it's just a cool as hell move. Like he does executes it so fast. Uh, did you see Hiromu? Uh, Hiromu's like book he put up on Twitter of all the the names he has for everybody. Oh no, I haven't seen that. So he put for for Doki, he put like something like guy who does really cool moves or something. And I do think it's apropos because his moves yeah. are very cool. The springboard DT is cool. He did like this really this huge counter lariat that looked really cool. Um, but yeah, I went like uh, the crowd seemed really into Doki trying to pull off the upset, um, as, especially when he set up for the suplex De La Luna. But Eagles got out of it, got a cradle for the and oh, nearly gets a cradle for the pin. Doki came back with his own wacky cradle that got like a two point nine 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 count, really great near fall. Uh, just for just we got the ten minute call, but Eagles hit the turbo backpack and then the four fifty to the leg, and he pulled Doki to the middle. And locked in his inverted figure four, the Ron Miller special for the tap out. Uh, I went three and a half on this. I thought it was good. You could like nitpick Doki's leg selling. Uh, he did kind of go a little, you know, off, off and on with that. But although he wasn't the only guy tonight, um, there were like a few little awkward spots down the very end stretch. But I thought both guys looked good here. And, uh, you know, Eagles, he, he's wrestled almost no matches this year, as I talked about in my written preview for the Super Junior. But uh, he really showed no ring rust at all, I thought. And Doki was good, and he's been good for eons. So, you know, people got to respect Doki. But, yeah, I thought this was a good match. Did you did you also enjoy it, buddy? Yeah, I said I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next match, the World Tag League, uh, Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, Defeating, John, yeah. What was the time of the match? <laughs> Defeating Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi in ten twenty nine. Zack Saber Junior. pinning Yoshihashi with a sunset flip. Uh, what do you think of this one? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, 
once again, I, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, Yoshihashi and Goto, I guess, could be the ones that win this thing. I, I don't like. I, I, we haven't even discussed this. Who do you think is winning the World Tag League? I Finley have and no David Finley, no David Finley, Goose again. Do you think? Robinson, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it could be them. But um, I I enjoyed this match. It wasn't like I think uh, Dangerous Tigers are one of the best teams in the world right now, and I think they're going to have much better matches as time goes on. So depending on who they face, but yeah, it, it was it was fine. I thought this was good. I think maybe I liked it more than you did. But they, you know, Taichi and Zack started out beating the crap out of them all over ringside. There's a lot of choking in this match, and it, I liked how it played all the way into the finish. Uh, well, they just had that tag title match, these two teams, that was really good. Yeah, there I was remember. no way there was... And this was one-third the length and one... Yeah, it wasn't going to be as good. Yeah, so. I totally agree. I mean, the, the the tag title match was like four and a quarter, I think. Yeah, I the match was and awesome, yeah. This was, like, this was like three and a half, so it's still good. But like you said, one-third the length. Um, but yeah, we, we saw, um, you know, Taichi like got this big axe bomber that almost took Yoshihashi's head off. Um, you know, Yoshihashi and Goto hit this really cool, um, head hunter, you know, that flipping neck breaker he does Russian leg sweep combo for a two count. And then the finishing stretch, you know, they, so Zach and Taichi have been choking repeatedly and, you know, that played into the finish with Taichi choking Goto down just as Zack was able to reverse Yoshihashi into that sunset flip out of nowhere for the pen. So I love that, like, choking actually played into the finish. It was just a, a fun little, uh, you know, and that's why Goto couldn't break up the pen. So it was a fun little touch there. But yeah, three and a half stars, good match. Um, you know, not as good as their tag title match, like you said. Uh, the next match was back in the best of the Super Junior. Show defeating Bushi in ten twenty with the shock arrow. Uh, what do you think of Show and Bushi? Uh, I enjoyed this one too. Uh, Bushi's another guy. It feels like uh, should be pushed a little more, but he never gets like buried completely. Even though he is the the Lij go to get pinned guy, they always every they year. Well, he they never, they, get, the thing is, Lij doesn't lose that many matches. They so don't lose that yeah. many matches. If they have to, he's usually the guy. But he. I mean, every year he gets usually a junior title match or something or gets a little push that year. And he's been junior champion, so uh, I think twice. I think he's had two reigns. I could be wrong. No, I think it's only but, um, one. It's just only one? Okay. But he, but he's but he, he's he's won it. But, um, I mean, it's just hard for him to be with, with the, the guy in his own group being, like, the most over junior in the company. Um, but this match was enjoyable. I'm, I, I do feel bad that Yo's not there, but... Uh, Hopefully he gets better. You know what you're probably thinking of? He briefly had the he in 2016 he had the CMLL uh, World Welterweight title. He was carrying oh, he was carrying yeah. that around New Japan. But yeah, that's probably why I'm thinking twice. Yeah, yeah that was like tw- late 2015 into 2016, and then he won the junior title from Kushida uh, at the tor- in the fall of 2016. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought this match was, you know, pretty good. Maybe I thought it was a tad disappointing, honestly. Like, I went three and a quarter. Yeah, I, I wish they'd given it a little more time. I could think it could have been better. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, like, you know, there was, like, a period where nothing much of note really happened up to, like, the five-minute call. But show, you know, he had a really nice comeback with some really hard middle kicks. Uh, he hit three straight arm breakers. Uh, nice little middle kick to the arm. Bushi caught the second middle kick to the arm, though, and then, like, got some offense of his own. This nice little basement drop kick and uh, Tope Suicida. 
But, you know, they, they went back and forth for a bit. Sho got a cross arm breaker. Bushi tried to roll him up out of it for a really close near fall. Uh, but Sho then got, like, a giant German suplex. Really dropped Bushi with that one. And then followed up with his double knee lung blower. And then got the shock arrow for the pin. Um, you know, three and a quarter. Some parts that were just there for me. Some good action. Like I said, a little disappointing because I, I think Sho and Bushi are probably capable of better. But, the, you know, like you said, they didn't have a ton of time either, so... Uh, the next match was in the World Tag League. Evil and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Sonata and Shingo Takagi. Evil pinning Sonata in 1220 with the Evil. Um, I don't know what... This is one of these matches where, like, that gra- the people on that Gravel app have just decided... Uh-oh. What? <laughs> what? I really like this match, so I have a This feeling. is good! Wasn't yeah. this good? I mean, I only... Why? Went- they didn't like it? They thought it sucked! Do they just hate anyone? Any match with Sonata or Evil? I don't understand. Uh, but don't don't doesn't everyone in that app love Lij? They just hate. Well, I guess no, Evil. no, no. Like, they don't. Have, they don't. I don't think they love Lij. I think they just. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I but I, I this, can't. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? This is a match where you look at the four names: Sonata, Shingo, Evil, Yujiro. You look at their four pictures on the website, and it's kind of like the game they used to play on Sesame Street. Um, one of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think I think you, I, I don't like to hate on Yudro that much, but he really is not that good. And this year's G one, he felt like he wasn't trying. Even I don't know, but um, he, he was he was there. But I thought this match, I thought all the stuff with Evil and Sonata was awesome, and how like they know each other's moves and everything, and know how to counter, and knows what they're and because they were together for so long. And Shingo is just like like the one of the greatest fucking wrestlers in history. So of course he's awesome in every match he's in. Like you could tell him have a shitty match and he'd still have an awesome match out of just instinct, I think. But uh yeah, I thought this match was great. I, but here, tell me that people didn't like it. Here we go. Yeah, I don't it has like let me see if the update average rating is on Grapple. It's at two point six six. I, I I don't know what the, I mean <laughs> the Grapple people really hate evil and so I, it's evil. I thought it was Sonata. They I, well, I don't think they like Sonata that much either. But they really hate evil. Why? And, well, you, you, I guess because of the okay. This is where I don't get it because the complaints are about too much Dick Togo interference and stuff. Okay, he okay. interferes one time in this match. Yeah, at he the barely very... interfered in this match. And I have another question for you, John. Every time I hear someone review a match, sometimes this happens multiple times when they're talking about the same show. They're saying, "Oh." Uh, Evil had a match, interference, so it sucked. Kent had a match, interference, so it sucked. Jay White had a match, interference, so it was great. And I'm like, <laughs> why is it great when Jay White does it, but the other two, it sucks? I don't. Is it because Jay White's so boring that it makes that something happens and it like wakes you up? I don't. Why do? Why does everyone give a pass for Jay White for the interference bullshit, but not Evil or Kenta? Uh, I don't know. What, what I like. I think, I think Jay White's great, but I don't. I don't get the double standard either. I think Jay, Jay White is good. I just think he'll be a lot better as a as a babyface one day. But but I I literally don't understand why when people talk about Evil or Kenta. All they talk about is the, the interference and how it sucks. But when they talk about a Jay White match, they don't bring it up. Or they just say it sucked, but the match is still great. Yeah. Why didn't it ruin that match, but it ruined? I, 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 yeah. I, there is definitely a double standard there. I'm just, I just wanted to say that. I've been, that's been frustrating me for a while, and I don't understand it. Somehow they, they would say it works with Jay White. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I I, like I was, I was honestly pretty stunned when I saw that average rating because, like, everybody's been saying nonstop. 
that Dick Togo interferes way too much in these evil matches. He interferes too much. He interferes too much. They finally do a match where Dick Togo does nothing until the very fucking end. And it's still getting like, you know, under two and three quarters on, on grapple. I don't, I don't know what people, I guess people just want evil to uh, walk into the sea. Because I don't, I don't really get what else the guy can do here. Because yeah, this match was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it wasn't like the best match we've ever seen or anything. Only went three and a half on it. But like, you know, th- th- there were some parts early on where you know it could have been a little more exciting. Mostly like the heat segment on Sonata with like these, you know, and that was mostly Ujiro with these like repeated, uh, you know, these repeated leg drops. I'm sorry. I guess early in the match, Dick Togo hit a couple punches on Sonata. Oh no. Oh. But basically, from that point until the very end, uh, you know, there's nothing. The evil hates the ring announcer thing, by the way, is my new favorite gimmick. Because, you know, he sends Sonata into the railing in front of the ring announcer table to send that guy flying. And then he does it again, but this time he shoulder blocks Sonata from the apron into the railing. Of course, right in front of the announce table again, sending him flying again. I just That's a really funny, like, running joke now. Um, but yeah, like, there's... The, the whole, like, finishing stretch in this match was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Shingo got to run wild on both guys. Uh, you know, they did this evil... You know, evil tried to do that hand light to Marty Asami for a kick thing. But Shingo, like, countered to a dragon screw, uh, which was a cool little counter. Uh, evil and Yujiro came back with, like, these stereo fisherman suplexes on both guys, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, evil went for the Darkness Falls. He got it, actually. Actually, for a two-count. He went for the STO, the evil STO. Uh, Sonata countered. Shingo came back in, got a pumping bomber on evil, like a big pumping bomber. Just as we got the 10-minute call, they double-teamed evil, leading up to a TKO from Sonata for a two-count. Sonata got the skull end locked in and spun him around, but evil got out and backed him up into the ropes. And then Yudra distracted the ref when Togo went for the spoilers choke, but it didn't even work. Sonata fought him off as the, the crowd kept clapping him on. Uh, he schoolboyed Evil for a two-count, which I thought could have been the finish. And then locked him back in the Dragon Sleeper again. Uh, he let go when Yujiro ran in. But then Evil low-blowed uh, Sonata from behind with the ref you know, out position. And then hit the STO for the pin. So Evil gets his win back from the G1 block final. I assume they're doing Evil versus Sonata. Um, you know, from the... For the... Like, one more time. As like the... You know, the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The tiebreak or something? The the rubber match. There we go. Oh, when do you think? Russell Kingdom. I, I think Evil's facing. Oh wait, Jay White already has night two. Yeah. yeah. I think they're doing Evil yeah. Sonata. I don't it? know when they're gonna do Evil versus White. I keep I guess feeling like they're building that match. I think but... they're gonna do it after Russell Kingdom. I don't know. I think it'll I be guess. like a long okay. yeah. term thing. But yeah, Evil Evil Sonata at Russell Kingdom. I think. But yeah, this was good. I thought it was better than I was expecting. Uh, you know, three and a half stars. Good match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next match, Ryusuke Taguchi versus El Desperado. Uh, Taguchi gets the win in 1235 by pinfall. Uh, you know, another really good match here. Um, I thought Despar- well, what'd you think? Of- no, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I clapped at the end. I thought are... Taguchi's very entertaining. I mean, both guys, both these guys. No, are. yeah, Desperado is too. Yeah, but I just mean when Taguchi really it gets serious, he can have a really great match. Yeah, is what, what I meant. Yeah. But I think uh, everyone mostly knows that. Well, some people just still deny it. Uh, but yeah, Des- Desperado went after Taguchi's leg to start. He like pulled him in the corner and was like slamming the leg repeatedly into the ring post 
after hitting a basement drop kick. Uh, he locked in an Indian death lock back in the ring. Uh, Taguchi does sell it like death, so I guess that makes sense. Uh, he does finally make the ropes to break. Um, you know, we get kind of a funny moment where, like, Despy is ready for the hip attack. So Taguchi fakes him out, gives him, like, a funny look when he actually doesn't do it. But then when he tries to do it anyway, Desperado still counters into that Manhattan drop. But Taguchi then comes back with, like, a somersault roll into the hip attack. That looked actually looked really cool. And then he does this awesome, like, dive. I think he's done this before. But basically, instead of, like, springing off of, like, the, the stuff you normally see, he basically, like, it's hard to describe. He springboards himself off the corner pad. Like, not actually climbing the top rope. He just kicks off the corner pad and then uses that momentum to jump over all the way over the top to the floor. Like, it looks really cool. Uh, you know, it kind of sums up to Gucci in a nutshell, where he's, like, goofy, but, like, sincerely good at wrestling, you know? Um, but, yeah, Taguchi gets the ankle lock on Desperado for the first time. Uh, Despy, again, does a great job selling it like crazy. I remember when he was, like, acting like he was going to fucking, I don't know. Like, his selling of the ankle lock was really good. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a really good seller. Uh, yeah, this match was pretty entertaining. And then Taguchi, did you see him, like, almost go for Hadouken or something? When he was doing, like, his usual wacky step to the Bamaye hip attack? It looked like he was doing Hadoukens, like, with his hands. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, those were <laughs> strange. I don't know what he was doing with that, but I was like, okay. uh, And then Desperado, though, was able to duck the Bamaye hip attack by doing the split, which sent Taguchi flying out of control. That was I didn't see that coming. That was cool. Uh, he then hit a big basement drop kick to Taguchi's leg, a particularly brutal-looking dragon screw, uh, and that set up his stretch muffler. Good setup there, but Taguchi's able to make the ropes. Uh, he can't. He went for the dodon after that, but he couldn't quite get it due to his leg. But then he hit a perfect drop kick, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what are you gonna do? Uh, he does get the running Bamaye hip attack. Goes right back to selling the leg after that. You know, very often on selling. Uh, we do a big reversal sequence. With Desperado looking for the Pinche Loco. Taguchi gets out of it. It's a big leap against Zagiri. Goes for the Dodon again. Despy rolls through it into a cradle. But Taguchi cuts back into his own cradle. And that gets the pin. I love I loved the finish. It was just a great like cradle reversal. Oh yeah, the fin- finish was great. That was, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of fun. I would go. I would have gone even higher if it wasn't for Taguchi's like, inconsistent leg selling. But I went three and three quarters. I thought this was really good. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Both guys sold super well. Other than Taguchi, like, occasionally forgetting about the legwork. But it built really well in the time they were given uh, into the shock cradle finish. Like, just, it's a, like some matches really do just build and build and build really well. And this one, like, as far as only having, you know, 12 and a half minutes, I thought they really made the finish feel, like, you know, like, impactful by the end, you know? Like, it yeah, definitely, yeah. it all built up to that. Uh, the semi-main event, the last World Tag League match... Juice Robinson and David Finley defeating Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, Juice pinning Tamatanga in 1642 with the Doomsday Device. What do you think of this one? Uh, I thought this was different than a lot of the other tag matches. Why? Did you not like it? I, I went two and three quarters. I didn't think it was like anything that great. I don't know. It kind of just really dragged for me. And I, I seem to be the low one looking at Grapple. It's, it has a 3.48 average right now. So I, I guess a lot of people thought it was better than I did. But yeah, it just, it just kind of dragged for me. I think I'm somewhere in between. I just think the match went a little too long, considering the what they were doing. But I uh, I still mostly enjoyed it. I, uh, I'm glad to see Rules of Destiny are finally back in Japan. 
Um, and Finley's also finally back in Japan. Finley looked really and, excited. Yeah, he, I'm sure he's very happy. And uh, <clears throat> usually, the, the last few years, haven't God always made it to the finals and lost? Isn't that like been the tradition? I mean, they, they were always champions at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess um, we'll see what happens this year. But I, I thought this match was. I, I think I liked it a little bit better than you. I, I it was, it was kind of like. I don't know how to say this without making me sound like I hated it, but it kind of seemed a little more WWE style. Am mm. I sounding crazy? But without being bad, but then the other matches, and I always felt like God kind of wrestles a little bit like that. Does that make sense to you, or do I sound nuts? I don't know. No, I don't, no, that I don't know how to really explain it without making it sound like I hate it because I don't mean it's bad. I just mean it's more similar to them sometimes yeah. too. What I'm saying is I think they would do really well in WWE in addition to new Japan is what I mean to say. I think they would adapt to their style very easily, Yeah. but I mean, but I still thought the match was, 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 was pretty good. Yeah. And no, I, I agree. I think it's uh, you know, I, I thought it was a, not like an awful match or anything, but it just, there's something to it where it didn't really, it didn't really click with me. I don't know. Maybe I just was losing focus on the show by this point. But, like, you know, it just felt like a lot of... Like they, like, they did two heat segments. They did one on Juice and one on Finley. And, you know, sometimes that works. But here it just felt like it kind of dragged on forever. Um, you know, the, and then the match just to me, like, it didn't feel like it built anywhere. Like, it felt like, you know, especially compared to the last match, it just felt like it was always building to the finish. Like, this match really meandered to me with, like, after they got through those two... You know, heat segment one and heat segment two. Uh, you know, Juice gets tagged in again. And then after that point, it just kind of meandered. Like, both teams just kind of traded moves. Like, it's not like it was bad, but there's just nothing there that felt like it was, you know, really building to a finish. And, like, the the actual finish with, like, I, I don't know, like, the Doomsday device just kind of felt, like, a little anticlimactic to me. I don't know. Uh, two and three quarters for me. It didn't, didn't do a ton for me until the very end. The last couple minutes were, were pretty good. And that like added a quarter star to me to keep it like to make it like above average, but you know, definitely not. I seem to be the low person on this one though, so maybe I was just kind of like burning out in the show or something. Uh, Juice afterwards seemed somewhat horrified. They were two ten-year-olds with Happy Beer T-shirts, but that was funny. He's like, they're, yeah. they're not old enough to drink. But uh, the main event was Hiromu Takahashi in the final Best of Super Junior match, defeating Taiji Ishimori. In 2006 with the time bomb, uh, what do you think of this one? Uh, I thought it was good, but not as good as matches they've had before. Um, I mean, it was a lot shorter. I mean, how, their last match—I don't. Th- I think this was longer than Jingu. Was it? I think Jingu okay, was. I mean, you might be right. I mean, the best match was obviously best of the Super Junior Finals. Yeah. And, but uh, man, I, but wow, what, what is this getting on uh, Grapple? Like this has a four point. Uh, this is like by far a match of the night. It has a four point fourteen. So I, uh, I mean, maybe, that's a, maybe that, I was like starting to zone out, like you said before, when I was watching this match. Yeah, but I, did, I don't think I liked it as much. I I did really enjoy it. Yeah, buddy, their la- their last match went their Jingu match went thirteen and a half minutes. Really, yeah. I, I enjoy that match more. I I agree. I mean, I went four and a half on that one, and I went four and a quarter on this one. But I thought I thought this match was awesome. So I'm definitely on the side of the grapple users on this one. So, uh, you know, I thought this match was awesome. I mean, they did all sorts of stuff. They, uh, 
you know, we got some really fast-paced action. Oh, there's they, the spot early on. They did, like, a, a variation of a spot from Jingu where Hiromu went for the big sunset flip powerbomb. Ishimori flipped backwards off the apron and landed on his feet to escape. Hiromu was ready for that this time and, like, tried to rush forward with a Rana, but Ishimori still caught him in midair and, like, powerbombed, on, uh, powerbombed him on the apron, which I thought was really great. Uh, so that was, like, one of the highlights of the match to me. Uh, there was some great, like, uh, fast-paced, fast-paced action. Um, you know, they, they, they did, like, a great rebound German from Hiromu. There was, like, Ishimori, like, no-sold it and hit a reverse Rana. Uh, but he ran it on Hiromu and get, got tossed into the corner with this huge overhead belly to belly. And then Ishimori did this apron power driver on, Ishi- on Hiromu. It looked like it killed him. I mean, that apron power driver was ridiculous. Um... Ichimori tried to follow up with the triangle moonsault, but Hiromu somehow caught him, like, as he landed and turned it into a Michinoku driver on the floor. Uh, and in that case, we got the 10-minute call just after that. Um, you know, it's crazy they packed all this stuff into just 10 minutes at this point. Um, back in the ring, Hiromu hit the dynamite plunger. That got a two-count. Um, Ishimori tried to come back, but got cut off by this enormous lariat from Hiromu, which got another two count. That Ishimori took this crazy flip bump off that lariat too. It was awesome. Um, he came back with his own lariat. Honestly, wasn't as good, but what can you do? He then got the he got the La Mystica into a cross face. He rolled Hiromu back to the middle as Hiromu kept teasing that he might tap. At one point, he stopped the mat like once, and Red Shoes was like, "Are, are, you, are you tapping? Are you tapping?" So that was yeah, really really good too. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Ishimori hit another lariat after Hiromu ducked the first couple attempts. The second lariat he did was much better than the first one. And then he, like, put his foot on his chest to signal that it was over. But Hiromu came back with a front suplex into, like, a face buster, which that looked pretty cool. Uh, got a two count. Then he hit some kind of running... Well, he hit that running death fire driver in the corner. And then dead lifted him back up to his feet without ever letting Ishimori down, and hit another Death Valley driver on the mat. That looked awesome. And then he hit a... Uh, picked Ishimori back up and hit the time bomb, and that was the pin. Um, yeah, this was, I thought this was awesome. The only critique I really have, especially for the ending, is I felt it, it felt a little anticlimactic to me. Like, Hiromu just hit a couple moves, and then the time bomb and the pin. Yeah, that's what I... Th- I, I couldn't believe that was the finish when it happened. I was like, oh, wow, really? Well, you could argue, I guess, that it's because New Japan has trained us into thinking we need, like, an elaborate... Like yeah, finisher, yeah. and sometimes dance. they they need to do just the finisher, just to show it can happen. Like yeah, finish and win. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and the, the other problem too is that obviously Hiromu has a much more deadly super finisher now. Yeah, so I definitely thought which I thought he would use to beat the champion. Yeah, more but maybe he will in the finals. We'll see. Yeah, but there you go. So this match was still awesome. Ton of great action. Very impressive <laughs> moves. Moves with a Z. Moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but didn't have the amazing and tight story of the Jingu match. So I went four and a quarter here versus four and a half at Jingu. Uh, but yeah, this was an awesome main event to cap a really fun show. I mean, like you probably don't have to go out of your way to see a lot of stuff on this show, but uh, I would highly recommend the main event and I would recommend the Desperado to Gucci match too. Uh, like those two, I'd if you don't recommend the tag match too, with evil and Yudro versus Sonata. Okay. Uh, okay, I guess you don't agree. No, that, that one's fine. I mean, that's my next tier down. <laughs> I gave it three and a half for next tier down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the best, let's see, the World Tag League Saints after night one. 
we have Finjuice, Evil and Yujiro, Dangerous Techers, Okan and Cobb, and Ishii and Yano all at 1-0. Let me guess, we have a bunch of people tied for first and a bunch of people tied for second? Yes. The Gorillas oh, of Destiny, Sonata and Shingo, Goto and Yoshihashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hanare, and Folly and Owens all at 0-1. The Best of the Super Junior standings, we have Hiromu, Taguchi, Sho, Eagles, and Watto all at 1-0. And we have Ishimori, Desperado, Bushi, Doki, and Oimura all tied at 0-1. Uh, let's take a quick look ahead at the next two shows, which again... Uh, you can hear me cover on the Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestlingomikaze, only $5. Uh, the World Tag League Night 2, that's tomorrow when I'm recording. That's Monday, November 16th. Uh, opens up with Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd in a non-tournament match. Then we have G.O.D. against Folly and Owens, both at zero points. Um, I would expect G.O.D. to get their first win. I don't know if you agree. What was that? I missed that last one. G.O.D. versus Fally and Owens is the first tournament match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, G.O.D. will probably win. Uh, Goto and Yoshihashi against Okan and Cobb. That's an interesting one. Uh, Goto and Yoshi don't have a win yet, but I kind of think they're going to keep the momentum going with Okan and Cobb. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I think Go- if they lose again, that just shows they might be one of the people alive in the last night to pick up a bunch of wins in a row, Goto and Yoshi, Yoshi and then lose one of the final nights. Yeah. Uh, Finjuice and, versus Evil and Yujiro. They're both 1-0. and o. Um, I can see that one going either way. Maybe Finjuice, but, you know. Same, I can see it going either way. Uh, Ishii and Yano at 1-0 and o versus Sonata and Shingo 0-1. I'd expect Sonata and Shingo to win that. Me too, yeah. And the main event, Tanahashi and Hanare at 0-1 against Dangerous Techers at 1-0. and o. Um, I could... I kind of think Tanahashi and Hanare are going to win. I think... Well, they... They could be doing Tanahashi and Zack Sabre one of those nights, too. I, well, I don't know. He's, remember, he beat him in the the last night of the G1, which made me think that was going to lead to something. When Tanahashi beat Sabre. Yeah. And Sabre got, like, like had, a, had his freak out. I mean, maybe that won't go anywhere for a while. But I kept thinking that would go somewhere. That's what made me think Tanahashi might win the Tag League. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it could, be, it could be Tanahashi gets another win pinning Sabre again and Saber really wants a match with Tanahashi at some point, yeah. but they have nothing to fight for, really. Yeah. Saber doesn't have his, that British belt he wins every two seconds, so uh, yeah. I, guess, I guess we'll see. Uh, Best of Super Juniors Night 2 is on Wednesday from Korokin. Uh, it opens up with a tag match, Satoshi Kojima and Tomoyaki Hama against Yuji Nagata and Gabriel Kidd. Uh, then we get Yuya Oyamura versus Bushi. They're both 0-1. Congratulations on your first win, Bushi. Bushi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Master Watto at 1-0 against Robbie Eagles at 1-0. Um, I could see Watto winning this if he's going to go on a run yeah, here. Yeah, I, I could see that happening, yeah. Uh, Show at 1-0 versus Doki in 0-1. I assume Show wins uh, that. Yeah, Show. You can go. Uh, Taguchi at 1-0 versus Taiji Ishimori at 0-1. Um, probably Ishimori. I could see Taguchi winning because he lost that that feud to Ishimori last year and they'd like to give guys wins back, but uh if it wasn't if he wasn't fighting Taguchi in the second night, which would mean he'd have to lose twice in a row, I would say Taguchi has more of a chance. And Taguchi might be one of the few guys to pin him, but I, I think Taiji will probably get his first win here. And then the main event, Hiromu at one and zero versus Desperado at 0-1. First of all, I can't fucking wait for that match. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna tear the house down again. I'm uh, thinking Desperado, but I think sorry. Desperado wins too. I think Desperado does win that match, but we'll say. Uh so there you go. All right, folks, uh, I guess we can wrap things up here. Quinlan, do you want to plug your Twitter you can never remember the handle of? 
I, I remember now. I'm underscore not underscore Quinlan. There you go. Do you want to tell the people the backstory real quick? Have you ever done that before? I don't remember. I, I think we must have multiple times. <laughs> you think we told I could have sworn we, but I mean, if you want to go over it, it's because of uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> Smash Brothers. Um, but, uh, the original on N64. Yeah. I feel like we've told this story, but it, I mean, it's a quick story. I was playing with some friends. I was playing as Donkey Kong. This is like, once again, this is the original one on a Nintendo 64. That's what mm. we played in high school. That was the only one out at the time. Um, and they were wondering who was playing Samus. And someone said, I think Quinlan's Samus. And I meant to blurt out, I'm not Samus. Instead, I blurted out the top of my lungs, I'm not Quinlan. And we all <laughs> kind of laughed at that. And I was like, oh, no, wait, I mean, I'm not Samus. So mm. that's where it, that's where it, it started. From. There you go. Some, that, that's what now a 20 year running joke, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, more than twenty years. <laughs> this would, would have been like ninety nine. Oh no, no, two thousand. Smash came out. So yeah, about twenty years. About twenty years. There you go. All right, folks. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Omakase. Wrestling, of course, would not fit. Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank you as always for listening. Don't forget to check out the Patreon for all of the daily audio coverage, starting with the World Tag League Night Two on Monday. He's best of Super Junior on Wednesday. The Dio coming up. Uh, next week on the free fee, we will have a, another show covering two shows. Uh, the World Tag League Night 4 from Sunday and the DDT Dio Night 1. Uh, my guest will be Jeff from the Voice of Wrestling uh, Network, I guess. Voice of Wrestling columnist. Uh, and he'll be on with me to discuss those two shows. So there you go, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>